Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I'll on the prices that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model I've built that I affectionately call Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. The link is in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. You'll receive money line, run lines, totals, numbers needed for A-grade plays, all sorts of goodies, and, of course, exclusive access to our Discord chat. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and is not trying to forecast it to a T as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides. Rather, there are prices where any side should be played now some teams that number's really high but there still is a number that every team and every pick should be played at whether using my model or someone else's this sort of probabilistic thinking is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it there will be ups and downs highs and lows but with this sort of thinking those things will balance out in the long run they're just simply hard to foresee before they happen in other words please understand Good and bad variants will occur, so while the long-run profitability has been proven, winning every single day, unfortunately, is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Tuesdays are terrible, and that's what we're doing. We're recording this on Tuesday for Wednesday's games because there's no day games, and so I'm just sitting here like all day, you know, doing work, and who, who works, right? Who wants to do that instead of having, you know, baseball on? And so uh, it's, that's the joys of what I get to do. I get to watch a lot of baseball and soak in a lot of baseball, but there's no day baseball. I don't get to watch it. So uh, here we are on a Tuesday. Don't have much to talk about. Monday was a very break-even day. I think we were down one unit on all picks. Um, been been having this fun discussion uh, with Mrs. Professor lately, right? And, you know, when, when the minus one days are your bad days, that's that's doable. When you're when you're plus one unit weeks, we, I think we had one of those. Uh, last couple of weeks have been just barely up a couple of units. And when that's when that's your down weeks, that's that's very livable. Hopefully we'll get back to the big positive winning weeks that we had a few weeks ago. Uh, still working on going for our sixth consecutive winning week on all recommended picks between sides and totals. And and the last thing I'll say here before we get started, the, the way I view it and, and look better, you can view it. And and, and do whatever you want. Like I, I truly do mean what I say when I say take what you like and leave the rest. Bet what you like. Don't uh, don't bet something you don't like. And hopefully, my goal is to get you to trust in the model, uh, trust in the probabilistic thinking, uh, convince you. Uh, maybe you have some trust in in some of the data, whatever it may be. And if and if I don't convince you, you know, don't play. It, you know, so play whatever you're looking to play. Um, but but the way I see the totality of picks and we've seen it and, and you can see, you can check out all this data, play with it yourself. Uh, if you want all my data is available in the link in the show description, that Google sheet has all historic results. If you're with me on dub club, you get that in the morning. Uh, everybody else, you don't see it till the games are done, but you know, the a grade plays have been so good to us all season. And when they haven't been the B grade sprinkling a little bit on those B grades, the totals have really helped kind of save us. And that's kind of the goal here. If you just play the A grade plays, you're going to have a losing week or two, but that's okay because the A grades have been so good. And if that's the way you want to play it, go for it. For me personally, I like adding a little bit on those B grades and a little bit on those totals to kind of help ease that variance that we're always talking about. When you have fewer plays, you're going to have more variance. And, and it's every better has to decide how to scale that. So, so I don't want to ramble too much. I, I, it, it's, it's always your decision on this, but just something to think about if you haven't already thought about it. How 
many plays do you want to make? The more plays you make, you are probably limiting your upside a little bit. And if you've noticed, if you're taking all the B plays and totals, you're not doing as well ROI-wise as the as just the A-grade plays. But you're minimizing that variance, really uh, preventing uh, bigger down weeks, you know. Um, so there's just give and take between that's kind of the way I do it. But again, I do truly mean when I say take what you like and leave the rest, however you want to do it. You know, you got a lot of options. It's been great. Hopefully we can keep it rolling here. Tuesday games haven't happened. Hopefully Tuesday was good. Got a lot of great games all day Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to it. But before we get to it, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and mobile college football content that this channel provides. You'll see how I scale my picks on the screen and in the Google Sheet with those season results we were talking about. That link's in the show description. But as always, with the scaling with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. Wednesday afternoon, 12, 10 p.m. Eastern, Blue Jays at the Marlins. Uh, always a closed roof, it seems like, in Miami. Blue Jays, of course, better offense. Marlins offense at this point now projects to be right around league average, getting a little bit healthier. Obviously, nowhere near as good as this Blue Jays offense, which doesn't quite rank as high as it did last year, but still well above average. The Blue Jays have about a full standard deviation edge with regards to their offense. They have about a full, almost a full standard deviation edge with regards to starting pitcher as well. Kevin Gaussman versus Sandy Alcantara. Gaussman's a guy I've been preaching all season long. He's been really good. He 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 had some value. We were able to back him a lot and make a lot of money off of him because people overreacted to like two bad innings that he had. Uh, give up a bunch of runs, but the underlying metrics were still so promising, and I kept preaching that and kept preaching that, and he rose to be right around the second or third best active pitcher in baseball, according to sideline. He's sitting at third, I believe, right now. Every bit as good as that 301 ERA, a fantastic pitcher. Cannot say enough good things about him. While Sandy Alcantara, on the other hand, has looked miserable compared to last year. Obviously, won the Cy Young and was so good. You do have to wonder if all those innings took a toll. 497 ERA this year. And the advanced metrics say it should be a little lower, but not by much. The underlying metrics actually have him this year at right around league average. Now, he projects better than that because, again, we cannot ignore last year's data. But he just has not been his same dominant self this year. Tough to figure out this game based off of how you, or, or it might be tough to figure out this game, but I think the answer is how you view Alcantara. Do you just view what he's done this year and say that's who he is now? Or do you believe in that last year's data matters a little bit? That's where I tend to fall. That's why I'm in the Marlins here at plus 115. It's an A-grade pick, and I know this may surprise you a little bit based off what I just said about the Blue Jays' offense and Kevin Gaussman, and I do think the Blue Jays' offense is good, and I do love me some Kevin Gaussman. And the fact that he's so good kind of minimizes the fact that the Blue Jays' pen is just mediocre. But here's the thing. The reason I built the model is to help us understand what prices are good picks, and that's why I kind of changed the intro to really – highlight that. And that's what I really want to drill into you, that it's all about the price. And I can like Gaussman. I can like this Blue Jays offense all I want, but the model says this is a coin toss game. How does it get to be a coin toss game? Well, A, the Marlins bullpen is pretty good. And that helps out the fact that Alcantara isn't quite as good as Gaussman and B, the game location helps out as well. It helps kind of minimize those deficiencies. Being a coin toss game, I'm really looking for plus odds on either side. Plus 115 is a great investment on the Marlins. According to sideline, plus 111 or better is an A grade. So I'm hopping on the Marlins here. I don't know if Sandy can find his Cy Young form or not, but I think he's still not that far behind Gaussman as much as I like Gaussman. And kind of the summary, the too long, don't read, too long, don't listen version of why I'm on the Marlins kind of can be summarized like this. 
my model has Kevin Gaussman as the third best active pitcher in baseball right now. If it knows that, knows how good he is, it's hard to think that we are undervaluing him. And so the way I come at this is I say, look, the model says Gaussman is really, really, really good. And if it says to go against him, that tells you that the price is off here. Not that Gaussman isn't good because the model knows that. It's just saying that the price is off a little bit. So plus 115 A grade on the Marlins. And I hate doing this, but the model also says to go over. So I'm going to trust the model. We're going to go over seven. Model projects 7.8. And again, as good as Gaussman is, this Marlins offense is decent enough, right? They're, they're again, right around league average. They ought to be able to put up a few runs. I love the push protection on seven. Model thinks that seven and eight are the two most likely outcomes for this game. And that nine is actually slightly more likely than six. This could easily be a game that's 3-3 late. And at that point, I don't know who wins. And that's what I always want to iterate to people. I don't have a magic eight ball. I don't know exactly how the game's going to play out. But there's a realistic chance this game's 3-3 late. And at that point, you're going to love having plus 115 in your pocket with the home team saying, I don't know what's going to happen, so give me plus odds. And you're going to love having that over seven because either we're going to win or we're going to push. So it's two smart picks here, but they are Definitely pushing the limits of how much we trust our model here. And again, like I said, the biggest point is the model thinks Scousman's really good. And the fact that it's going over in Marlins tells me that this price is just runaway inflated too heavy on the Jays. 110 p.m. Eastern Royals of Tigers. And thank God this is not the only day game because we don't have to watch it. Like Cousin Jared and I are always saying, you don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? When we talk about those bad college football games, you don't have to watch this one to make money off of it. But I do think there's a good angle to make money off of. It's going to be a moderately warm day in Detroit, especially for that far north in the country, about 80 degrees to start warming up a little bit to the low 80s here at, as we finish. But the wind will be across. And as the game shifts on, shifting to blowing in pretty strong close to 10 miles an hour. And so that's going to make this part play pretty normal. The fact that it's a little bit warmer is going to kind of offset with that wind blowing in. There's a higher likelihood of runs earlier with the wind blowing across, but as the day goes along and the wind starts shifting in, it's going to be harder and harder to get runs because that wind's going to knock down the ball. And this is going to play a little bit more like last year's Detroit home games at the end of the games. And it is the beginning. And you've got two decent pitchers here. And if you're with us on a, if you, if you know, if you're on a, you know, Spotify or, or Apple podcast or whatever, you don't see my face, but I'm kind of grimacing <laughs> with the decent part because I know their ERAs are bad. I'm going to, I'm going to lay it out for you here. Brady Singer for the Royals, a 633 ERA, Matthew Boyd for the Tigers, a 560 ERA. And it's not in, both of them have thrown over 60 innings, but both of their underlying metrics suggest their ERA should be in the mid fours. I think these pitchers are better than people realize, and they're not good. Don't get me wrong. Brady Singer, at this point, it's pretty clear he's not going to regain his form from last year where he was so fantastic. But I think the truth is somewhere in between how good he was last year and how bad his results have been this year. I think he's decent. And you know what? Against a pretty crummy Tigers offense, he has a chance to have a good start this time out. Matthew Boyd, same thing. Probably not as good as his glory days back, whatever it was, four years ago or something before all the injuries hit. But when you look under the hood, he's not as bad as Eddie Wright and against a pretty crummy Royals offense has a chance to have a good day. It's not that either one of, either one of these pitchers is good. It's that both of these offenses are bad and both these pitchers are decent. 
I don't really know if we're going to get a good start from both of them, but I think we get a good start from one of them. If we get a good start from both of them, this game has three to one written all over it. If we get a good start from one of them, it's still probably going to be six to two. I'm on the under nine here. Model projects eight. I think this is way too high. And I think the value is coming off the fact that, like I said, both of these pitchers, while not great, are definitely better than those ERAs. And so that's why I like the under here in this one. With regards to the side, I'm passing as of right now. Model says it's pretty much a coin toss on a neutral field. The Tigers bullpen might be a little bit better. Royals a little bit right-handed heavy. So facing a lefty, maybe their offense is a tiny bit better. All in all, model says Tigers minus 110 is what the price should be. Right now, they're at minus 120, so that's a pass. Uh, personally, though, to back the Royals, I'm looking for an A grade. That would be plus 122. Right now, it's plus 110. So right now, we're over a dime away from where I can invest in the Royals at this point. I think it's not going to be a, a great value spot for the side. I don't really know what happens. I don't really want to back the Tigers and pay a premium because Singer, I don't think, is that bad. But I also can't back this Royals team without great value. So I'm just passing on the side, focusing on the under. I think that people are looking at the ERAs of these pitchers and thinking about how we're going to have some runs, maybe looking at the temperature and not considering the wind. Uh, but I think nine is going to be awful hard to exceed in this one. So under nine, I think, makes a lot of sense. 2.10 p.m. Eastern, Diamondbacks at the Brewers. Around 80 degrees for this game. And since there's no air conditioning in that stadium, that should mean open roof. Uh, that makes it play a little bit... Uh, you know, a little bit hitter friendly with the slightly warmer weather. And that's what we see often in Milwaukee in the summer months, uh, a little bit warmer in Milwaukee. They can't close the roof like they can, uh, you know, down in Texas, uh, down in Houston, over in Arizona. Right. And so uh, a little bit of a more hitter friendly day. Keep that thought in the back of your mind with regards to the starting pitching. Zach Allen's been fantastic this year. 296 ERA underlying metrics say that's pretty accurate. Jumping up the ratings, nothing really bad to say about him. I love me some Zach Gallon. I love backing him. The Steinbach's bullpen is better than the Brewers' bullpen. Steinbach's offense is much better than the Brewers' offense, and the Brewers will be led on the mound by Julio Tehran, who I've been fading as of late. I keep saying it. I don't think he's anywhere near as good as this ERA indicates. I know it's a 178, but that's in five starts. His underlying metrics suggest it should be in the mid fours. I think regression is coming, and regression can help you if you've been struggling, and it can hurt you if you've been doing well. I don't know if it's this start or when, but going forward, I really expect more of a below league average uh, you know, outcome from Julio Tehran, especially against an above average Diamondbacks offense on a day that's going to be a little bit warmer and the ball is going to carry really well there in Milwaukee. I'm all over the Diamondbacks here at minus 137. It's an A-grade pick. Model says this price should be Diamondbacks minus 173, that they should be massive road favorites. I think people are looking at Tehran and thinking that he's good, and it just the underlying metrics do not support that. He's looked great, and that's good for him, and you can't take that away from him. But there's really very little in the data that suggests that he can keep that going, especially against a Diamondbacks offense that continues to impress me. Anything minus 155 or better, so this is an easy A-grade play. And I'm also going to go over 8. Model projects 8.8. .8. Like I said, it's a warm day. I think the Brewers are going to be able to put up a couple of runs to help us out here, but I think the Diamondbacks are going to score a ton of runs. If you like the Diamondbacks in the over like I do, Diamondbacks team total over might make a lot of sense. You can also look run line anytime we like the favorite and they're on the road, and you like the over, the run line is a smart investment. So Diamondbacks run line makes a lot of sense. So many great ways to play this. 
but I'm not going to get too carried away. Minus 137 is just fantastic value. So close to even money here when this should be closer to like minus 200, then it should be closer to these low minus 100s numbers. It's tremendous value on the Diamondbacks. I love them. I love Zach Gallon. And at this point, I'm going to fade Julio Tehran until uh, the regression monster finally hits him and people start realizing he hasn't just magically found the fountain of youth. Uh, so over in D-backs, the picks there. 7.40 p.m. Eastern Red Sox at the Twins. Really warm in Minnesota here. Uh, almost 90 degrees to start off. Going to close around 80 degrees. Wind blowing mostly across, so the wind's not going to be a big effect. The temperature, though, according to my model, is going to boost runs by about 8%. And the offenses are going to need the help here scoring runs off two pretty solid pitchers in Garrett Whitlock and Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, obviously, 237 ERA has had a fantastic year. Now, the advanced metrics suggest he's been a little lucky and he shouldn't be that good. Still good, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's bad, but he shouldn't have an ERA there. It should be more in the mid threes. And it's the opposite story for Garrett Whitlock, who has a 438 ERA, but the advanced metrics suggest he's been unlucky. Believe it or not, the model actually says Garrett Whitlock is the better pitcher between these two. And I know that ERA would suggest differently, but as a reminder, ERA does a good job of telling you what did happen, and it's not necessarily the best indicator of what will happen. And so bottom line, while the model likes Whitlock a little bit more than Gray, it's rounding error. I think these are both good pitchers. Uh, like I said, all the, the offense are going to need all the help they can get with that warmer air helping the ball carry because these are good pitchers. The difference in this game comes down to the fact that the Red Sox offense uh, against right-handed pitching is about a full standard deviation better than the Twins, and that's why I'm on the Red Sox here at plus 120. Model says this is about another coin toss game, and y'all know I love me these coin toss games at plus 120 odds. Just put as many of them in your shopping cart as you can. I hope you go 500, and if you're betting at plus 120, plus 130, things like that, you're going to make some really nice profits. Took the Red Sox here at plus 130 on Tuesday. Uh, they took a lot of money. It's not nearly as good of a price right now. Taking the Red Sox plus 120 here on Wednesday. All they got to do is win one of the two. And we've profited here. Both of them are A-grade value. I think this Red Sox team is pretty good. And when you look at it, this AL Central as a whole is just really bad. So it's kind of one of those things where when you look at the AL East, as good as it is, beating up on everybody else and cannibalizing each other, the AL Central only getting wins basically against each other, you kind of have to default to looking at the team from the AL East. The Red Sox, uh, if they were going to lose one of these games, you would have really thought it would have been Monday. Terrible travel spot after the doubleheader. Uh, you know, after the Sunday night game. And they looked fantastic on Monday. I expect them to keep rolling. I don't know if they sweep necessarily. Again, I don't even know how Tuesday's game's gone. But I think it's a coin toss situation, and plus 120 is massive disrespect and massive value for us on the Red Sox in a game where I think we're having value because I think people are eyeing this as Sonny Gray's the better pitcher between him and Garrett Whitlock. And like I said, model thinks, and I agree that it's really a coin toss, both good, but trying to say one's drastically better than the other, I think is looking at it incorrectly. Where we do have a big difference is this Red Sox offense, I think is so much better than the Twins. Twins do have a little bit of a bullpen edge and that kind of balances out. And that's why we say it's a coin toss situation. Uh, but I like this Red Sox offense to get it done here uh, in Minnesota. Total is eight and a half. Model projects 9.2. I'm I'm going over this one. I think it's at even money eight and a half right now. 
I'm just not able to pull the trigger yet. It's definitely one I want to look at the weather in the morning, see what the wind's doing, because it's kind of like half out, half in, half across, half all over the place. I know that's four halves, but that's the way that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, so I want to check the weather in the morning. So if you're with us on Dub Club, again, cost under $1 per day. That sign-up link in the show description will get the morning update, and you'll see how the weather's affecting this total. If it drops to eight, I'm on the over, but as it is right now, I just want to hold off and see more about the weather before I know about the over or not. Uh, so I'm going to pass on the side for now, but definitely running to the window to lock in this good price on the Red Sox, just like on Tuesday. I don't think it's going to last for too long, so we're going to get it as soon as possible. And then wrapping up our show here, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Rangers at the White Sox. A little bit cooler down in Chicago. Mid-70s to start, around 70 degrees to finish. Wind will be blowing across to start. But as we talked about in the previous game, also shifting in by the end of the day. Uh, somewhere in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So it's going to be another situation where as the game goes, goes on, runs are going to be harder to come by. Two slightly below average pitchers here and Martin Martin Perez and Michael Kopech. Perez, 454 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be higher than that. Kopech, ERA just under four, but advanced metrics say it should be in the mid to upper fours. Both of these guys right below league average. This White Sox offense still pretty right-handed heavy, maybe not as much in years past, but right now very right-handed heavy. That means they're going to be able to score some runs off the lefty. Perez, this Rangers offense, I feel like could score off of anybody. One of the better offenses in baseball. I don't really trust either set of relievers. That's why I'm on the over nine here. Bottom line, you don't trust either pitcher, and you think both offenses are set up for success. Rangers, again, against anybody. White Sox against a lefty. That makes for a decent over situation. Now, as I mentioned, the wind is going to shift towards blowing in as the game goes along. So there's no first five markets out yet that I'm aware of. But it is one to kind of keep an eye on uh, here. And especially, again, we'll get that morning update with the weather and see if that's holding true uh, when we get closer to first pitch again, right now, I'm almost 28 hours from first pitch right now. Uh, but if it, if that's the case, you might also look first five over, uh, knowing that it's going to be harder to score runs in the later innings. Uh, if that wind really is shifting in. So something to keep an eye on there with the weather. Here's the thing though. I don't trust this Rangers bullpen and the White Sox bullpen. It, it's okay. It's not bad, but the Rangers feel like you feel like they can score off anybody. So uh, I'm going full, full game over nine. I like the push protection on nine. I think this should be nine and a half or 10 model says 9.9. So I'm going to lock in the over nine, say that's good value. And then in the morning, I'll take a look at the first five market, maybe add an over five in the first five, depending on what the odds are. So something to keep an eye on, but either way, I think the over is too good to pass up here. I don't trust either pitching and I, either one of these pitchers, I think the offenses are, again, set up for success. With regards to the side, model says Rangers minus 113. They have a 53% chance to win. I'd be eyeing the Rangers. Um, model says, you know, minus 103 is an A grade. Current price right now is minus 112. Do we need quite the A grade to play? Probably not. I think the Rangers are the way I'd look in this one for sure. I'm just not locking it in yet. I kind of just want to see what the price. I'm just not excited to. We're all limited on our bankrolls, exactly how many picks we can make. Uh, and so this is just not one that I think is the is my, my favorite investment at right now at minus 112. But if it drops a little bit, I think the Rangers are the way that, that I would look here. Um, again, their offense is just rocking and rolling at this point, and they should be able to win. Uh, what I think will be a little bit of a high-scoring game. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content provided on this channel. Dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please 
don't bet you're eating money. <laughs>